Amen. And all God's people said, and all God's people said, wake up. I was, it's odd, we were standing here worshiping and I had a flashback of when I was a little child, just a little boy living in Fairbury and my folks both worked and so I spent a lot of time alone at home and uh, my mother got the neighbor lady across the alley to watch me when I got home from school, I just go right there. But I'll never forget this. Their name was, his name was Mr. Weedle. And uh, I'd, I'd be there, and Mr. Weedle would come home from work and pop a cold one, sit down in his recliner, and within five minutes, he was sound asleep, snoring. I'm just, I'm just a little child sitting, I just sit there and watch Mr. Weedle sleep. See, the Father in heaven is watching his people sleep. And it's time to wake up. And I believe the church in this hour is hearing messages like this. So we stir ourselves up. We might be asleep in one area of our life and awake in another. But ultimately we need to wake awake to righteousness and sin not. Awake to what? Righteousness and sin not. Because when you're asleep spiritually, you open the door to sin and temptation. Amen? So we're going to, I promise we're going to end the day. We're going to finish the series. We've been on this for a while. And uh, I planned on ending it last week, but we got, you know, distracted, I believe, by the Spirit of God. So today we will end this series. And start a new one next week on the goodness of God. Everyone say, God is good. All the time. Yes, he is. His his goodness endures forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So you can look over your shoulder and see who? Goodness and mercy following you. So we're going to spend quite a bit of time on goodness. I I thought Abe did a wonderful job with the worship today because it incorporated that word word about waking up. Amen. Look in your Bibles this morning to Mark 13. We, We started this series because we wanted to recognize areas in our life that we've become spiritually dull or lethargic. Amen. How many have ever been, you don't have to raise your hand. How many have ever been lethargic and dull? Anyone here lethargic and dull today? Let me see your hands if you're lethargic and dull. Yeah, put them down, Nutter. It's time. We all have times when we feel that way, don't we? Well, then we have a responsibility to stir ourselves up. Paul told Timothy to stir himself up. And that's what we're doing here is stirring ourselves up because you can be asleep in the the natural, but you can be asleep spiritually and miss some things. Amen? 
Now we have in Mark 13 and verse 32, it says, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to what? Watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming in the evening, midnight, at the crowing of the rooster in the morning, lest comes, coming suddenly he finds you what? Sleeping. See, Mr. Weedle wouldn't have made it because he was sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to you, watch. Now listen to these scriptures. Just listen to them and I'll read them to you. This from the message translation from Luke 21. It says, but be on your guard. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled by parties and drinking and shopping. Otherwise, that day is going to take you by complete surprise. Spring on you suddenly like a trap for it's going to come on everyone everywhere at once. So whatever you do, don't go to sleep at the switch. Look at your neighbor and say, don't go to sleep at the switch. Pray constantly that you will have the strength and the wits to make it through everything that's coming and end up on your feet before the Son of Man. Romans 13 says, but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day-by-day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off oblivious to God. The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up. And awake to what it, to what God is doing. Be up and awake to what God is doing. First Corinthians 15, awake to righteousness, sin not. First Thessalonians 5, 6, so let's not sleepwalk through life. <laughs> I like that. Don't, let's not sleepwalk through life like those others. Let's keep our eyes open and be smart. Now we gave you, what are some warning signs of being asleep spiritually? What are some warning signs that you are sleepwalking through life? Number one, no desire to read the word of God. Number two, no desire to pray. Number three, no desire to go to church. And this one is, is, is something too. No desire to to win others to Christ. And that's, that's a sobering thing to think about. When you deal with people every day from all walks of life at work, your neighbors, if you get to the point where your heart is hardened and it's grown cold and you don't even think whether that individual, if they were to die... If they'd go to heaven. Amen. And see, that's one of the signs in these last days Jesus talked about. He says, the love of many will grow cold. The love, and that love in the Greek is agape love. That's, he's talking about believers' hearts growing cold. Listen, we all go through through hard times. We all deal with trials and tests in life. <clears throat> but if you find your heart, when you, if you're not concerned about people, then that's a warning sign. So if, you, if that's you, 
Don't get under condemnation. Just repent and stir up those gifts again and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to open your eyes to see the needs of people. Amen? Remember, Peter had had a revelation... That's what they needed in the garden when they were praying. Because Peter and his disciples, what were they doing? While Jesus was agonizing in prayer and dropping, you know, blood, you know, drops of blood, sweat coming from him. What were they doing? And he had to wake them up continually. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I think we'll just keep this every Sunday. You'll never know when it's going to go off. Um, there's consequences of sleeping. Look at Matthew 13. What happens to you and I as believers when we go to sleep spiritually? Well, the Bible tells us in Matthew 13, <clears throat> verse 25, Maybe we need to set that alarm so that's when the preacher quits preaching. Matthew, the parable of the wheat and the tares, in verse 24 of chapter 13, it says, Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Now, this is, this is you can go off on, on a tangent on this. I mean, you can preach a lot of messages on the tares and the wheat, But I wanted you to see this particular phrase. It says in verse 25, But while man slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. So when you're sleeping spiritually, what's the devil doing? Oh, he's sleeping too. Uh Uh-uh. The devil does not sleep. You sleep. The devil doesn't sleep. And so when you sleep spiritually, you're opening up the door for an opportunity for your enemy to come in and sow tares. What else? Number two, the consequence of sleeping. Number one, the enemy comes. Number two, it leads to temptation and sin. I'll read it to you so you don't have to turn there. And I'm going to read it to you from the message translation of Matthew 26. It says, stay alert, be in prayer, so you don't wander into temptation without knowing you're in danger. So there's a good bit of advice for you and I. If you don't want to sleep spiritually, and I don't want to sleep spiritually, what should we be doing? I'll read it to you again. Stay alert, be in prayer. Prayer. So what should you be doing and what should I be doing if we don't want to be asleep spiritually? Praying. If you do not speak in other tongues, you need to. I just saw five people run out the door. The Bible says to be filled with the Spirit. If you're filled, have you ever seen anyone drunk? I should have said, any, anyone, have you ever been drunk in the natural? 
What do you like? Happy. You could do anything. Anybody could do anything to you, you'd still be happy. Well, you and I need to be filled with the right spirit. If you're filled with the spirit of God, there will be an overflow out of the abundance of the heart. There's the infilling of the, uh, the Spirit of God. It talks about out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's a wonderful experience. You, if you've not been experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you need to. Say what, it, what the preacher says, say that, is right. Because you're going to pray. There's times when I don't know how to pray for some of you. That's a good place to say amen. So what do you do? You yield your heart, your tongue to the Spirit of God and pray in the Spirit. I'm, that's, I'm talking about staying awake spiritually. Stay alert, be in prayer so you don't wander into temptation without knowing you're in danger. There's a part of you that is eager, ready for anything in God, but there's another part that's as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. That's the message translation. Now, you don't have to raise your hand. Maybe you should. How many of you are old dogs sleeping by the fire right now spiritually? I don't see any hands. Good. Brad, put your hand down. Okay. So number one. What happens when you sleep? The enemy comes. Number two, it leads to temptation and sin. Number three, look at Proverbs 10. Proverbs 10. Number three, when you're sleeping, it causes shame. It causes shame. Matthew 10, or excuse me, Proverbs 10. It says, he who gathers in summer is a wise son, and he who sleeps in what? Harvest is a son who causes shame. Now, you can look at this two ways. It's talking about being diligent and working. If there's harvest, get out there and let's, let's get the harvest in. Let's get the crops in. But if you're lazy and you're not out there in the field, it causes shame. The father looks upon you and it hurts him. It grieves him. But let's look at it this way. In the spiritual side of it, it causes shame too. He who sleeps in harvest. Are we in Well, harvest isn't yet, preacher. Oh, yeah, harvest is now. It's not yesterday, it's not tomorrow, it's now. There are people out there today who you rub elbows with every day that need Christ. And if we're asleep spiritually and we're not alert, we're not in prayer, we're not sensitive to that harvest of souls that is out there. So he who sleeps in harvest is a, is a son who causes shame. John 4.35, and the message is, as you look around right now, wouldn't you say that in about four months it will be time to harvest? Well, I'm telling you to open your eyes. I'm telling you to open your eyes and take a good look at what's right in front of you. The Samaritan fields are ripe. It's harvest time. Say it's harvest time. 
Now, so, so you see it? Who took those notes, those things? What was the first thing? I'm, I'm, I'm drilling you today. It, it, the enemy comes when you and I sleep spiritually. Number two, it opens the door to temptation and sin. Number three, it causes shame. Now, that's the negative side. Let's look at the positive side. The benefits of staying awake spiritually. Look at Proverbs 6. The benefits of being alert spiritually. Being awake spiritually. Proverbs 6 and verse 20. Let's start there. It says, My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you what? Sleep, they will keep you. And when you what? Awake, they will speak with you. Isn't that interesting? So if you and I are spiritually alert and awake, what does it say? The word of God will speak. You can wake up in the morning. Many I haven't had it happen a lot, but I've had many times when the first thing I did coming out of a of sound sleep and waking up, that's a good time to be quiet and to listen because God will minister to you. When you start to wake up is you hear the word of the Lord. You can get direction. You can receive inspiration. And yes, God can speak to you when you're sleeping. I've had dreams and God moves in dreams and visions. But what I want you to see is when you're spiritually awake, you're prayed up. You're in the word. It's so much easier to hear the voice of the Lord. But when you're sleeping and you're spiritually lethargic and you're dull, you can't hear so well. Number two, look at Ephesians 5.14. Ephesians 5.14. Everyone say number two. You receive revelation. Receive revelation. Ephesians 5.14. It says, therefore, he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Christ will give you light. Christ, the word of God, will give you light. So revelation will come. You, you're, you, when you're awake spiritually, you hear the word of God. It just is easier sometimes to gain understanding and revelation when you're dealing with something in life you don't know what to do. Christ will give you light. Look at Luke. Luke. I like this one. Luke chapter 9. So the benefit of staying awake, you're going to hear the word of God. You're going to receive revelation. And number three, you're going to see God's glory. 
you're going to see God's glory. <coughs> In Luke, of course, this is where Jesus is transfigured on the mountain. Well, start in verse 28. It says, it came to pass about eight days after these things. He took Peter, John, and James, went up on the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered, and his robe became white and glistening. And behold, two men talked with him, who were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now, look at verse 32. But Peter... Well, you know, those disciples, three years they were with Jesus plus, spent a lot of time sleeping. He wore them out. <laughs> it says, but Peter and those with him were heavy with what? Heavy with sleep. And when they were fully what? Awake. They saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. So <clears throat> I want you to see, when you and I are awake spiritually, we're going to experience some things from God. Now, three weeks ago, I, to I told you this, that when I called people up and prayed for them, we went through the service. I got home and Kathy said, sit down. She said, did you hear it rain? I said, it didn't rain. We were up here. She heard rain coming down on the church. You got a metal roof. You're going to hear it rain. It didn't rain. She thought to herself, oh, it's, we need the rain. And went outside. There was nothing. There was no rain. It hadn't rained. So what did she hear? The rain of the Spirit coming down. And I said, why didn't I hear it, God? It's not fair. It's because I was asleep spiritually. No. Well, you know, God opened up her ears, spiritual ears to hear. And to me, what that did for me, it, 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 it revived me. It encouraged me. God is still on the throne. <clears throat> no matter if it's Trump and Clinton... God is still on the throne. And if the church will pray and seek his face, turn from their wicked ways, repent, God's moving. Yeah, the devil's doing stuff out there. We recognize that. But God's moving. It's raining spiritually. I want to I experience his glory. I want to see some miracles. But if that's going to happen, you have to wake up. Brenda Kuhneman says, waking up in the spirit is like waking up in the natural. It means you have to decide to rise up when you don't feel like it sometimes. How, now, I want some honesty here. How many have ever walked in the church and service on Sunday morning and did not feel like being there? You mean, preacher, you, I, listen, we live in physical bodies is what I'm saying. Some days your bodies and your mind, you don't feel engaged. You don't feel 
charged up. You don't feel zealous and have a fervency in your heart for the things of God, but you have to stir yourself up. If you only knew, and I don't say this, I'm just telling you, there are times when I've stood behind the pulpit, I didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like preaching. I didn't feel like teaching. I just felt like getting in the truck and going a long ways away. You know what I'm trying to tell you. I'm just saying we live in fleshly bodies. Peter, the disciples, they slept. They were human beings. We all have days. But what I'm saying is you got to get a hold of yourself. Stir yourselves up, praying in the Holy Ghost. She says it means you have to decide. You have to decide. It's a choice of your will every day, isn't it, to get out of bed? Are there days you just rather stay in bed? <laughs> is it just me? The problem is when you get older, you can't go back to sleep, so might as well get up. You have to rise up when you don't feel like it. It's a choice of your will. She says, but once you do, your metabolism gets going, and before you know it, you're out facing the day with renewed zeal. Make a decision of your will to shake off all subtle forms of spiritual lethargy if you'd see it creeping in. Now, how many of you, if you had someone trying to break into your house, what would you do? Oh, come on in. Take whatever you want. You want something to eat? Can I get you something to drink? How would you respond? Don't come to our house. Because there'd be guns drawn. Is he, is he kidding, isn't he? No, uh-uh. I have a gun by my bed. She got a gun by her. In other words, if there's an intruder... And you thought, Felix, is it was dangerous in Nigeria. It's dangerous in America. What are you going to do when you see lethargy creeping into your heart, trying to, get a hold, trying to get a hold of you? Spiritual laziness. No desire to read the Word. No desire to pray. No desire to win the lost. What are you going to do? You need to respond you and I need to do something about it. Let's stand on our feet this morning. Are you done with that series? Boy, I'm glad he's done with that series. Because I woke up. I'm awake. I'll never go to sleep. <laughs> Didn't Peter kind of make a declaration? Oh, Jesus, I'll never deny you. So don't say you're never going to go to sleep spiritually. Amen? Because there'll be a temptation to do that in the days ahead, and you can't afford to be asleep. So did you learn something? So now we'll go on next week, and we'll start a new series, and we'll be on that series a while, and you'll, it'll make you feel better after this series. Because God still loves you. He's still good to you when you and I are asleep. Now, I could do it this way, but I'm not. I could have every head bowed and every eye closed and have you raise your hands <clears throat> if you know you're spiritually asleep, but I'm not going to do that.
I'm just going to take for granted you're all asleep. We're all asleep, so we're all going to pray. And we have prayed. Did you learn something? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today for everyone here in this room, every member of Harvest Church that's not here today. I thank you, Lord, by your spirit, you're waking us up. I thank you for restoring to us a, a, a zeal for your word, a love for your word, a desire to pray, a desire to be in church and to fellowship with other believers, a desire to witness and to share Christ with others. And so, Holy Spirit, as you've dealt, dealt with me, I know you're dealing with everyone here in this room. I pray, Lord God, that they be fully awake so they can experience your glory and see all that you'd have us to see. I thank you, Father. In fact, let's do this. Say this. I repent any area in my life where I've been asleep spiritually, spiritually lazy, indifferent. I receive forgiveness today. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, helping me stay alert through prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.